הגוד פרוך מודי ולבוי סאי. The topic to be discussed now, Bezer Hashem, is a little about the meaning of Torah and Philip. Now, really, each one of these topics, Torah and Philip, is Arucho Me'eretz Mido Orucho Vimineyam. These are the two great foundations together with Gmilas Chasodim which everything stands on and is the neshama of, of our Avoidah and our connection to Hashem Yisborach. I will try to focus on several points not to discuss the essence of Torah the essence of Tefillah But more, the Lemaise, several points in the Halacha Lemaise, of learning Torah. Many of us, as much, have, many of us have a lot of appreciation of Torah. And we surely have a lot of appreciation for Tefillah. We have a lot of trouble in learning, and a lot of trouble in davening. I will try to bring out several points, which I hope Ezra Hashem will give us points to stimulate us a little bit in the halacha lemaisa of learning and of davening Shemizboruch should help that it should be besiyati deshmayim now I would like to start off with, with something very important Hashemizboruch told us through Yishayahu Hanavi a very important statement which to us seems simple. But really, it's something which is very hard to conceive and to, to realize. Hashem says, my ways are not your ways, and my thoughts are not what you think. Just like the heavens are way above the earth, Now, when we see this Pasuk, it seems obvious. Well, of course, I mean, I'm not God. But really, this is something which is a, a excuse me, if, I don't know how to say it, it's an it's a earth-shattering chidush. It's an earth-shattering new concept that kigoru shamayim va'oretz As, the, as far from the heavens as the earth, Now why is the earth shattering? Because really, we are B'Tselem Alokim. We have a lot of truth within us. Let us look for a moment at several traits that human beings have by nature. Every human being by nature, has an appreciation for the truth and, a, and, and is... And, and falsehood turns him down. You could take a Roshim Marusha. Let's say, Mamish, an ugly, low person that, that never said a truth in his life. Imagine he's walking in the street and he sees a fellow asking someone, 
Would you tell me where is uh, Leah Avenue? And instead of pointing there, he points the opposite way. It's over there. This low person looks at him. That's not nice. And you're so nice? By nature, a lie is something ugly. Well, if you have to lie to, you know, to steal $100,000, so at least, at least there's a reason for it. Just stop, you meet her, you meet her, a lady with a carriage in the street, she's yes, leaving you, it's over there. Ah, that's ugly. Where, do we, where does this fellow, he's not Jewish, he's, not, he's, not, he's almost not human, but he, he is human. He's a Tzalemelikim, he has a natural appreciation for the truth. I don't think in any civilized country, any uncivilized country, I don't want to discuss it, but since Abraham Avinu came into this world, there is no place in the world that any human being will fall in the street and there won't be five people to pick him up, take him to the hospital. Where do we get this from? We have a natural inclination to do chesed. It's natural within us. And we have a sechel hayosha. One of our biggest problems is our sechel hayosha. One of our biggest problems is our Seichel HaYosha. Because we don't realize that we need a Chosh Mishpat, we need a Shulchan Aruch. Well, when it comes to Rechaim, our Seichel HaYosha can't tell us what color film should be. When it comes to moments, when it comes to monetary issues, money, we have a Seichel HaYosha. And many times, you go to court, and the guy will realize the truth. It's a fact to pass the same as best. Where did he get it from? And Hashem warns us, and Hashem says like this, even though you find within yourself beauties and greatness and reactions, be careful to realize that this is very restricted. And in many ways, your thoughts and your impressions your natural impressions are opposite of Hashem's, of the Almighty's, which means opposite of the truth. And I think I'm trying to introduce that this is an earth-shattering, an earth-shattering piece of knowledge for us. And I would like to bring one, one, just one, one, piece of information, which I think is part of this. We all live with an appreciation for greatness. All of us have an appreciation for greatness. All of us have have an opposite of appreciation for smallness. We see someone great, we see someone smart, we see someone rich, we see someone beautiful. Anything which expresses any kind of mila, any kind of greatness, this talks to our heart. When you see someone small, when you see someone poor, when you see someone, I don't want to say stupid, when you see someone I don't want to say ugly, I don't know if there is such a thing. Maybe. This gives you a bizarre in your heart. All of us, all of us, when we see a handsome young, young man, 
with a in Hebrew they call it James Bond. With, you know, there's a, a, a you know a nice a nice case, and he has three four sets of hairs with a, a very very shiny shirt. We all we all are impressed. Well, he's probably honest. If we ask you for a buck, you won't say probably he's a gaganif. If you see someone in tatters, then you sh- then you don't trust him. Especially, surely, pure milus. We all want to be friends of great people. We all appreciate, if I have a friend, a great, a big doctor, if I have a friend, a very rich man, I have a friend, a very smart man, this, is compliment, this compliments me. All of us, by nature, we have a tendency to become attached that our friends should be the greatest, the smartest, the most beautiful, the richest. This is a natural trait. And the reason is because in Yiddish they say, Tell me who your friend is, I don't know who you are. If I'm a friend of someone rich, well, maybe something to rub off. If I'm a friend of someone smart, maybe, maybe something to rub off. If I'm a friend of someone great, so this makes me great. Evet Melech, Melech. Our Hashem is Barach. Now, this is as simple as we can make it. Our Hashem is Barach is the exact opposite. Who are his friends? Who is his company? Es Oni Unecheiruach Eshkon. I, Hashem is Barach, I put my Shechina. My company is the poorest and the lowest. This is Hashem's, I don't know how to say it, this is Hashem's habit coming up. My company is the only and the Nechei Ruach. When I see somebody in trouble, I'm there. Not only to help him, that's part of it. It's only on Nechei Ruach, Eshkoi. I want to tell you a story. Hashem is Baruch should, should forgive me for saying such a story. I want to tell you a story. This is a Meredith story. And it's completely off my subject. But just to make the evening interesting, because if I say, if, if I say well, my, my idea, so, you know, maybe it might turn you off. If I say a nice story of the Chofetz Chaim, so at least you go home with something. There was a Maise, the Chofetz Chaim's mother passed away. And the Chofetz Chaim's mother was the Chofetz Chaim's mother. She was at Tzadikis, and she was the Chofetz Chaim's mother. I don't think we have to describe more than the Chavetz Chaim's mother. And they were sitting and discussing where should they bury the Chavetz Chaim's mother. And there was a woman that was that generation. I forgot her name. I knew the name. It was a famous name. She was the biggest tzaddikis in not only in that town. She was the biggest tzaddikis of the whole vicinity. She was a rich woman and she supported all the poor people. Give me those chesed begufa. Every woman had to give birth. She was there. Anyone who was in trouble, she was there. She was a, 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 un, a fabulous, unnatural balas chesed, a great person. And they came to the Chavetz Chaim and they said, we decided to give you the schuz to, to bury your beloved Godzilla mother near this great Sadekis. The Chavetz Chaim said, I'll say it in Yiddish and then I'll translate. Zizfort gives Nagvir. She was, but she was rich. 
she was rich. I don't know. They couldn't find anything wrong, but, but, but still she was rich later. Now, what, what does this mean? What's, rich? What did she do with her riches? What did she do with her riches? She spilled her money on chesed, on gibelos chesed. But she was rich. HaKadosh Baruch Hu is shaykhin only l'chenuach. I think we have this appreciation. Now this, this is especially when it comes to tefillin. We know, we know that the Gemara says it's a halacha. The halacha is if one, if you have a home of orphans, you sell me. And one of the brothers is doing business. He's, he's working with, with all the children's money. So the Gemara says, all of a sudden, he's dressing fancy clothes. He bought himself a very fancy suit and a very fancy tie. And he spent $85 on a shirt. And he's saying, well, and this, people come to complain, what's this, this money from? This comes from, from the orphan's money, from the same as money. So the Gemara says he's permitted. Why? He should look, he should look expensive. If he looks expensive, he walks into an office, he, can, he makes an impression. And people listen to him. And it's very important for us to know when you go to visit a doctor, walk in, you know, be, change your shirt. If you go visit a doctor, you go into a business deal, change your shirt. So people should listen to you. This is something natural by us. If you are, if you make a rich impression, they listen to you. By Hashem Yisbarach, Chazal tell us, who does Hashem listen to? Who does Hashem listen to? Well, I imagine Hashem doesn't listen to someone who's dressed handsomely. Who does Hashem listen to? Hashem listens to a tzaddik. And Chazal tell us in so many words, Tfilah la'omi kiyatoif. Kiyatoif is in today's parsha, this week's parsha. Ubehotev hatsoi means when they were held back. Tfilah la'omi kiyatoif. Kiyatev means to hold back. So Chazal tells us, there are three tefillahs. There is tefillah le'david, there is tefillah le'moshe, and there is tefillah le'oni. Tefillah le'david is the greatest tefillah of all kings, and the king means the neshama of the Jewish people. Baramelech was the neshama of Am Yisrael. The Ramelech wrote Sefer Tehillim. And Chazal tells us, there is no beautiful tefillah as Noim's mirror is Yisrael. Tefillah Moshe, there's a very famous Chazal expresses tefillah Moshe. When Moshe Rabbeinu davened that he should go to Eretz Yisrael, there is an expression in Chazal, HaKadosh Baruch told him, Alochim, Redu Bibohola. You know what means with Bibohola? Run! Hashem said, Malochim, Run! But, but I don't understand Bahala. Huh? With a panic. You know how you know how long it takes for the Malach to go down? Chazal tells Michoel Baachas. Michoel jumps from the Kisyakovit to here with one with one skip. Gavriel Bishtaim, he's already a slow Malach. And Leo Anovi takes eight steps to come from the Kisyakovit to us. But Michoel, he's a fierce Malach. He makes it one step. That's when he's going slowly. Hashem Yisbarach said, 
go in a panic and close the Shari Shammai. Because Moshe Rabbeinu's tefillah, his prayers are, are, are ripping the heavens. Because his tefillah was Ma'ein Shem HaMafurish. It's like a sword that's ripping the heavens. This is Moshe Rabbeinu's tefillah. So Chazal says, who's his most beautiful? The most beautiful is tefillah La'oni. Kiyatev, Chazal says as follows. Kiyatev means hold back. Tefillah La'oni, Kiyatev. Dovra Melech is davening, and his tefillahs are going, our tehillim, Dovra Melech's tehillim. Moshe Rabbeinu is davening, and Hashem says, Kiyatev, hold everything back. Put it aside. Moshe Rabbeinu's tefillahs on the side. Some surface fillers on the side. Hilikasat Merevis fillers on the side. All the tzaddikis fill on the side. There's an army. There's a broken heart talking. I want to hear what he says. Hashem says, I want to hear. I just, everything, but what interests me is the army. Now this murder of is something which we, which it's hard for us to believe. Now there is something much, much deeper, which is even harder for us to believe. Not only does Hashem listen to the Oni, who makes an impression on Hashem? Now, we have a big problem with tefillah. And our problem of tefillah, and we'll still talk about Torah, is we are lacking a moment. And this concept, I'll bring you, I'll bring you a marshal. I'll bring you a marshal. I don't know how you people's feelings are. I can only talk about myself. Sometimes, Hashem helps me. I put some kavod into davening. I start saying, And I, 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 I find myself in Atta Ladam Das. I Baruch Hashem have children. I Baruch Hashem have Eneklach. Still babies. I Baruch Hashem have my own self. I didn't give up yet. I didn't give up yet. Baruch Hashem. I still, I'm still hoping maybe... I'm also a kind of myself. I'm also one of my children. Maybe someday I'll know how to learn. Maybe someday I'll know Shas. Maybe someday. Baruch HaTah Hashem Choyin HaDoas. Hashivein Ovin L'Soy L'Sechor. Av Kavon. The Banish Lala bring us back to Torah. I'm so far from Torah. Everything interests me. As soon as I see, I see a Gemara, my eyes just, just become heavy. The Korvein HaMakil Avid L'Sechor. Slach Lom Avinu Kichatanu. Reino V'Anyeinu V'Riv O'Riveinu. I have an appreciation of so many terms. Bring us Panasir. And then comes the Kaaba Shoifer. I come turned off. The Kaaba Shoifer Godel Chayu Seno. I'm going to bring the Mashiach. I can appreciate that I can bring a refuah. Maybe to some sick rabbi that the whole, the whole Eretz Israel is screaming that he should have a refuah Shalema. So I feel maybe with a hundred thousand fillers, maybe I could I could I could I could put a, a little something. I'm I'll tell you, I just I just lose myself. And then, when I'm a Shemakisit, for Banish Lerem, all the, all the, all the, the non-religious Jews that make all the tzars for the Jewish people, yeah, I'm going to take care of, you know, the whole, I'm going to take care of everything. Esemach Tavarav B'chamein Hatzmech, I push it, turn off. My life with Abba Yisrael, 
Choshiva audience. I want to tell you a story. I want to tell you a story, and I, I, I don't, I don't know, the, I don't know all, all, everyone who's sitting here, and really everything which, which is besides the, the impact of what I'm trying to focus on, leave, leave on the side. I think all of you know how the brisket of there was a godl hador who passed away in Tafshi and Chaf. The brisket of was the godl hador. The Baal said he was the godl hador. He was the greatest of greatest, and we we're all his talmidim. And when the state of Israel was declared, I think that we, all of you who heard of this could have know that for him this was a tragedy. This was a tragedy for all the Jewish people. If you want to know, in one word, the Biskar was had a very sharp, very, very sharp way of putting things. This was his greatness. If you want to know how the Biskar viewed, viewed the state of Israel, again, I don't want to go into the subject, but I just want to focus on a point. When the state of Israel was declared, the Biskar said one word. He says, now there are 71 nations. We know there are 70 nations and Am Yisrael is the Jewish people. Now there are 71 nations. I think that you have an appreciation. This says everything. And I'd like to quote a word that Yisrael said. Something which is, which is, which is I think is, is eye-opening for us. I'll say it in Yiddish and I'll translate it. The Yisrael said, he says, very this to the Medina is nishgevorim for not filer for not Who knows if the state of Israel didn't come about because a, a religious Mizrahi Jew begged Hashem. In other words, a, a honest filler, an honest filler, from, from a mistaken Jew, but an honest filler who thought, please, this was good for the Jewish people, can bring destruction. Again, I don't want to go into it. Unbelievable can turn over the Jewish people. What can an honest filler of each and every one of us do to build the Jewish people? But we don't believe it. We have no emunah. I am the one that's going to make a major change in the world. I believe that my filler has the capacity that my check shouldn't bounce. Let's say that. It has the capacity my check shouldn't bounce. My filler has the capacity to bring healing on a serious cancer patient. My filler? This needs, this needs an earthquake. This needs an earthquake. The Chassam Seifist filler? Well, I appreciate I appreciate And Hashem Yisbarach says, Ki loy machshevoy say, machshevoy sechem, beloy darchechem, drochai. Believe me, that you don't understand me. You don't appreciate my, my, the, way I, the way I look at things. You don't appreciate how I work things. If you daven with an erachkite, you can bring earth-shattering Changes for all humanity, for all Am Yisrael. If you die in Erlach, Hashem Yisbarach says, and many of us don't have a cheshik to daven. Hashem doesn't want to hear my davening. Hashem knows me. Did you ever, see, did you ever happen to you if the real juicy Lashon Hara to daven Shachas or daven Mincha? 
You know, if they're a real juicy one, and you feel like, you feel like, a, I'm not, my, my English is pale, and I don't want to use slang language, and you feel like what you really are, can I quote the Gemara? The Gemara says, Kol says The Gemara says it. You should be thrown to the dogs. That's, I mean, quote the Gemara, we, we, we're still allowed. You should be thrown to the dogs. You know, it's a shtickle insult. I mean, I, I, mean you know, I don't think that I'm a big time with Chachim. But, but throw, I mean, that's all I'm worth is dog food? And then you come and you have to have a mincha. You have no chishik. Will Hashem listen to me? And Chazal tell us that if you stand in front of HaKadosh Baruch with this feeling, by the way, it's not a preparation for Dab and Torah and Her. <laughs> That's not what I'm trying to introduce. Because we, you know, we, we have enough, <laughs> enough You know, I'm trying to introduce something which Dovah HaMelech, excuse the expression, went bananas. Excuse the expression. There's a capital in Tehillim. The capital goes as follows. Hashem Adonenu. Hashem our master. Mo'adir Shimcha B'chol How great is your name in the whole, the whole world. But your beauty should be in the heavens. Right? I don't have a till with Rashi. Only means babies. That while we're in mud, that's us, right? You sat at the ice between babies and yoinkim. That while we're in mud, and Rashi says it means us. Rashi explains it. You sat at the ice. This is what you get your power from. What is that supposed to mean? You, you, you create a universe with stars, with constellations, with, with worlds. Who is this person? You've remembered it. It's not even a speck of dust. And you just admitted from just an iota that he should be a god. You made it from a king. What's going on here, Ben Shlelo? You took uh, a speck of dust that wallows in the mud and you made it from a king. So Shem says, yeah, you, it puzzles you. It puzzles you. But that's the way I work. And this is the first Hagdama to Torah. When we learn Torah, why don't we learn Torah? Because what earth-shattering... What earth-shattering turmoil is going to happen if instead of reading another ad in the New York Times, I read, instead of reading a piece of articles, I read an ad in the New York Times. What's the earth-shattering difference from a speck of dust like myself? So we take the paper and we sit back in our chair and we tell our Yankala who came home from Cheder, well, Yankala we appreciate because he's a clean little boy. He's not an Oni. He's not an oil of a Yarni. He doesn't wallow a mud. So we put down the paper and said, Yankel, go learn. Go learn. Why don't I go learn? <laughs> My 
Ankylosis had a future in front of him. But me, if Yankula learns, maybe he'll be a Talmud Chochem one day. He might even be God like that. What? <laughs> what, what, what chances, how much money would you put down that I'm going to be the God like that? So therefore, we have no cheshik to learn. We have no cheshik to daven. Because, we, because by us, it doesn't make that much of a difference. And Almighty says, Hashem is Baruch says, you people are Pashat mistaken. You don't know how to spell B-A-B-Y. You don't know how much is two and two. Because the absolute truth of Hashem is Baruch is that Adraba, the exact opposite, if you put yourself down to learn about Gemara when it's hard, when you feel your, 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 your nothingness and there's a moment of Hashem Shemayim, it's a moment that gives the greatest strength to Hashem Yisbarach. This turns all the world. If you put down an honest filler and you don't walk into Hashem Yisbarach's shoe as if you're worth a million dollars or a million black tomorrow, but you walk into Hashem Yisbarach's shoe like a Oni, like a Lecheiruach, and you, you stand in front of Kodesh Baruch you say, I am a... a I am, I am an Oli and a Chayruach. And the Ravid says, Lahaloche. The Ravid says, Lahaloche. That even though there's a big dis- dispute between the Rishonim, where the Tfilah can be said in all languages, and we know that Tfilah B'tzibah can always be said in all languages, because Tfilah B'tzibah Hashem is there, a person with a broken heart, Lahaloche, can dive in all languages. We heard so many lectures. Where is the Beis Hamikdash? Where is Ashoyes Hashchin? Where is Ashoyes Hashchin? The Jewish home is Ashoyes Hashchin. It's an absolute truth. Halachically, halachically, you know where the Beis Hamikdash is today? The Beis Hamikdash today is in the hospital. That's the Beis Hamikdash. Halachically, that's where there's a Beis Hamikdash. Halachically, you can dive in there in any language because that's where the Shchin is. And halachically, when this to sit above a chayla. Is also because the Shechina is there. This is this is Shulchan Aruch. Now I'm not saying Ashkafa is, is not is not the absolute truth, but this is Shulchan Aruch, which is also the absolute truth. Now, let me quote a medrash. It's a Talmud of Elio. Elio Navi says as follows: Yochel, I would think. Yochel, I would think. If someone learns a lot of Torah, and someone's a little bit of Torah, I would think that their, 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 the shine of their face is equal in Olam Hashem says, gives, gives thanks to Hashem. Now this is a puzzle. I would think, if you learn a lot of Torah, you learn a little Torah, the same thing. I would think that, I live in the Goyim. You walk into the Mabra, exactly the same thing. Why should you think like that? Why should you think like that? You know what I mean? Is Harbe? I always tell the story, Lomitaria Harbe. There were two great brothers, famous, the Shmelke and the Pinchas. Two great brothers. The Pinchas wrote to Sefer Haflo, Rebbe Shmelke from Nicholasburg. 
They used to learn Torah So how would they learn? We learn till 7 o'clock. They used to learn. They don't see this finishing learning. You learn and you learn and you learn until you fall. Until you fall down. If you have to sleep, you have to sleep. One time they were sitting and learning Bechavrusa. And a Pilchus went to get a safe. He doesn't come back. So the Mishmaq understands. Probably he fell asleep someplace. So he walks out. He finds him over there. It's laying on the floor, sleeping. So he checks. If he felt like this on the face, you know, just like on the face. Well, obviously he had to sleep. But if he felt like this, that means he had enough koyach to pick his hand up to protect his forehead. So why just sleep? He had enough koyach. He should have learned. And lo and behold, that's what he found. The Pilchus is sleeping with his head under his forehead. He gives him a kick. And he says, Brother, my dear brother, if you can sleep in, what are you going to do in the grave? <laughs> That's how people used to learn Torah. <laughs> so I would think that when I come to the Mahabha, I also learn Torah. You know, I, come, I don't want to talk about myself, but you know, but, you know I come. When I come to the Bismedish, at 9 o'clock, I come quarter after 9, and I finish hearing the news, and I go, go to the soda machine, and I buy myself something called to drink, and I have a, if, there's, if, I, if, if I don't have to be in the bank, or if my, my children doesn't have to go to court. You know, I learn Torah once in a while. And the seller sit down and we learn a little Gemara and we start fighting and then you have to go to the bathroom and say, when you learn too much you get a stomachache. <laughs> and then you're thirsty again, you come back. You, I'm, I'm not for sure belittling myself or our learning. So I would say you come, they're both the same. Why should you think they're both the same? So I want to tell you what I think the Pshad is. And the Yohanov is telling us mathematically there is a problem here. Because the Zerah Kodesh says, To learn a word of Torah is a grasp on Hashem is Baruch. And a grasp on Hashem is Baruch is absolute eternity. It's absolute Nitzchiz. So the Yom says, If you learned a little Torah, and you were Zerah to Ein Sof, you were Zerah to absolute eternity, what is there to add? How can you add Ein Sof to Ein Sof? What is there to add? Mathematically, there's nothing to add. So I would think, if you learn the word of Torah, you reach such a greatness, you made such a turmoil in all the heavens, you, you, you quiet yourself such nitzchis, that there's, there's nothing to add with learning another word of Torah. And the other one says, you know, mathematically you're right, but Baruch HaMok and Baruch Hu, believe in Hashem, that every time you learn Torah, every word of Torah, has this capacity over and over again. Now, when we learn Torah, this is one of our greatest problems. Because if I would know that my blood Gemara will make me a Talmud Chochem down low shas, I have a cheshit on blood Gemara. And I always compliment, I, I think I do it uh, too often and too much because it's, it's, it's starting to, to get back at me. But I, I live in Eretz Israel in a town called Ofakim and I have a Dafayomi Shir. And I think that people, uh, the audience listening to me, re- realize by now that I have a, what to call in English, a big mouth. So when I say my dafayomi shir, I try to really participate to chevra. If anybody's sleeping, I say, Yossi, Altisha, don't sleep. When someone comes late, I make a business of it. So when someone comes five minutes late, I keep quiet. When someone comes 15 minutes late, I open my mouth. When someone comes 25 minutes late, then he really gets it. If someone comes an hour late, an hour late after an hour and a half, then I open my mouth. I said, this is a Kiddush Hashem. If you can come for the last half an hour, you missed most of the shear. This is beautiful. This is a Kiddush Hashem. 
This means learning Torah. This appreciation for Torah. To come for an hour and a half, well, I don't want to come for an hour and a half. You want a black tomorrow. But you missed the black tomorrow. And probably I can know flying anyways because you come an hour late and it's in probably in the middle of the sugi, you probably don't know flying anyways. You came, Poshul Hashem, Shamayim, the Chaparayim, a half an hour of learning Torah. Five minutes of learning Torah. This is beautiful. This is greatness. You have to be careful not to give somebody compliments like that. <laughs> and this is one of our biggest problems. And the same is true with Philip. We have no cheshit to say a capital to Hillel. Because if I'd be like the Baba Rasha that says to Hillel once a day from the whole to Hillel, I would say to Hillel, that's greatness. If I would know that I could say to Hillel the whole to Hillel every week, at least 10, 15 capital a day, that's greatness. But now I happen to have a few minutes just to say a capital to Hillel. What earth shattering! I'm being so blunt, I'm being so blunt, that capital to Hillel, that capital to Hillel that you say, you don't say the whole to Hillel, you say a capital to Hillel, that capital to Hillel, we are Jews, that can cure a cancer patient, that can bring a childless mother, after 10, 15 years, that can bring a baby for her, a cap- one capital to Hillel, one person of Hillel, from an honest Jewish heart can make a major change because that's how Hashem works. That's how Hashem works. I wouldn't work like that. But Hashem said, You work differently than me, but realize it. You're impressed by greatness. You're impressed by large numbers. You're impressed by, 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 by skyscrapers. And I, Hashem is Baruch, I don't know why. We don't know why, but Hashem knows why. I am impressed by Oni Unacheruach. That's what, I ha- that's what impresses me. And when I see, when I hear an honest, heartfelt word, I get excited. That's Hashem's way. If I see a Yiddish kind learning Torah, L'Shem Shomayim, just because he knows that Learning Torah Hashem Shemayim, this is the most beautiful of Torah. This is the greatest, this is the beauty of Torah. Now, there is something which I would like to put a very practical point in, 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 in what we discuss now. You know, I, I didn't solve the problem. I didn't solve the problem. Because I could, you know, when I, when I, when I speak, sometimes I get excited, I could scream, I could, I could, break, the, I could break the roof. But I'm not going to convince you that my, that my, the Shalai Mirchaz can bring the Mashiach. It's very hard to convince us. I mean, is that the answer on the problem? Now, when I say Rafa'enu, I have an appreciation for Rafa'enu. It can bring a Rafa'enu for Yiddish kin. But it's hard for me to believe that my, the Shalai Mirchaz, you're going to bring the Mashiach. So, what do they tell us? That every tefillah builds a brick in the Mashiach, which is an absolute truth. But Safkosov, it, 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 it turns us off from the Cheshit because we, we know that it's great, but we like to see cash down. What Lemaise is cash down from our Rosh Hashanah And many times when we come to Rosh Hashanah, we feel deprived. 
Now, I'm not going to tell you the Lechel but we know that it says in, in Svarim, especially in Rosh Hashanah, brought down from the Zerah Kodesh, don't concentrate Rosh Hashanah on your own problems. Don't concentrate, talk about Am Yisrael, about the Golas Hashchineh, and I will see the describes it. They must have a chen tzedikim yudavis. Machu talk about the gulish leima. B'simul chatash levatech. Yimla chashem leolam. This is the this is what we discuss in Rosh Hashanah. And many of us are you know feel the pride in Rosh Hashanah. Rosh Hashanah is such a great day that Hashem is brach listens to how it feels. And I can't even you know say and and so, so some of us do, some of us don't. Every Rosh Hashanah. The old people come over to me. Can I ask for Hashem? Can't I ask for Hashem? For my, my bakoshes. We all have this problem. I, I myself have my messers, my father, every time I used to go, Zangazun, every, every Rosh Hashanah, my father says, you must for, for the health of your parents, for the health of your brothers and sisters, that we should have Siyat learning, we should have Parnasset. So I, I, my father used to tell me, I said, so I feel that I have my, my head there. But we, it mixes us up. We feel deprived. And the Chavetz Chaim has a marshal. Chavetz Chaim has a marshal. I don't know. I don't exactly know the marshal, but I bring a marshal, my own marshal, which is which is uh, the same thing as the Chavetz Chaim's marshal. Like I heard it from the Chavetz Chaim. I didn't hear from him. I heard it from the Chavetz Chaim. It's like a marshal that is a king, and and uh, and someone is asking something from the king, and the king is in Golis. So instead of asking for that, the king should 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 reign on the whole on the whole land, and everything would, would be everyone would be rich and everyone would be happy. He asked for his own self. It always bothered me. What's the marshal? If I ask for my own self, my little, you know, still my fifteen dollars, the king might, might take out of his pocket. But if I ask for 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 a on the whole country, it doesn't work so easily. Now I just want to tell you how I understand this. The way I understand it doesn't work like that. Bichlam. The way I understand when we ask Hashem Barach for for these bakoshes and we put a little kavana in that the Jewish people as a whole. The Jewish people as a whole should have parnasseh. The Jewish people as a whole, Mashiach should come. And we have a little kavana when we see. I don't want to. I don't want to go into into hergation now. We see the tsar of the Jewish people. You walk in the street, you see Jewish children, Jewish children. If they'll be my children, if they'll be my children, Jewish children don't know what Shabbos is. Don't know what Sneas is. Don't know what Torah is. Many of us know what it means. What, so, what, if, if our Yingala puts on a little, a little extra chupala, we, we, go, we go bananas. Yiddish kinder. Hashem is Boaz's children. And if we ask for the Shalayim, Toshuv. So if we don't make the earthquake and bring the Mashiach at this moment, first of all, we makar the Mashiach. But second of all, this brings us a closeness and a friendship and a shaykhist to Hashem Yisbarach. And the moment Hashem Yisbarach finds a friend, this friend doesn't have to ask him for parnos. This friend doesn't have to ask for a fool. It brings you a shaykhist and Hashem on his part spills you on you everything you need. Let me take care of this. The filler on Rosh Hashanah of a similar Chatar Hashem Badecha, even if this year Mashiach didn't come, well, this year it's going to, Hashem is going to help us. Let's talk about the filler of Tavshin Nundalit. And we said, the similar Chatar Hashem Badecha, and 
without discussing it, without talking about it. This brings the greatest bracha in our own small personal problems that we live through. This brings the greatest bracha. Because self calls self. If you ask for yourself, as much as Hashem is Barach appreciates the closeness, but self calls self, you ask for yourself. But if you can come to a moment, and my dear boys, I want to tell you a heritage and feeling. I want to tell you a heritage and feeling. I want to tell you something I've said. Today, by Shalashudas, I discussed a very interesting phenomenon. That we see it natural to be healthy. It's natural to be healthy. Is this a truth or is it a falseness? Is it a mistake? Now, we, we explained that there's no natural way in nature to be healthy because the, the human body is so complicated. But the mice say, is it natural to have healthy eyes or is it unnatural to have healthy eyes? And the truth is, it's natural to have healthy eyes. It's absolutely natural. Let me ask you a question. It's natural to be rich? Let's say just pure nature. By pure nature, should everyone be rich? Everyone should be poor. What percentage of the, of the humanity should be rich? What percentage of the Jewish people should be rich? What percentage of the Jewish people should have a million dollars? By nature. And the answer is, that by nature, I don't want to say the, the, the answer outright because you look at me like crazy. So let me first bring a marshal. Look, let me bring a marshal. Imagine, you have a fellow, let's call his name, I don't, want to, that's not, I don't want to use a name. He's a rich fellow and he's a tzaddik. And he loves people. He's a balchesim. Whoever sees anybody in trouble, he gives him money. He does chesed. He has a family. He's a multi-millionaire. Imagine you see his son walking in the street. And he's walking, he has a, he has a fancy car. He has a 1995 Mercedes. Is this natural? Well, if you have a father who's a millionaire, why should he have a 1995 Mercedes? If this millionaire could give someone who is not his son, he could give him a 1993 Pontiac, so why can't he give his yankel a 1995 Mercedes? Imagine if you'd see this fellow walking in the street in rags. In rags. Now that doesn't have a 1995 Mercedes. So you say, there's something wrong here. So maybe the father doesn't know. You call him on the phone, you say, do you know, do you know your son is... So I know, I know, I know. You, you with me? Hashem is Barach, has so much money. Ovinu ho'ov horachamon. By nature, all of us should be multimillionaires. By nature, we should all be healthy. Why shouldn't be healthy? If I would have a great uncle who was a doctor, in my, in my, in my imagination, one in a million of Hashem is born, I would also be healthy. And that's why by nature we should be healthy. And when we, someone, we see someone sick, there's something wrong. There's a special interest that Kodesh Baruch does why aren't as many people rich as people are healthy? Are you with me? The answer is because Yoy Aniyus Yisrael. Because Aniyus is beautiful for the Jewish people. It's beautiful for Jewish people to be, to be poor. I don't want to scare you. <laughs> and I want to tell you, I want to continue the subject. I don't want to go into the subject. I just want to tell you. If you can talk to Hashem, you can say, If I am missing Parnassah, 
I know that's because you know it's the best thing for me. If I am not well, I know you know it's the best thing for me. If this, if my relative Chasasholim is sick, it's the best thing for me. If I'm missing happiness, it's the best thing for me. I know. But we burn in Shalom, Shadik. Why are you why do you have to suffer? Why do you have to suffer? You want only happiness and health and riches for me as your child. If you can come to this moment of tefillah, this is the greatest and the most beautiful tefillah there ever was. Leman Shmoy. And if you can come to a more beautiful tefillah for the Jewish people, and say, The Jewish people, why should you suffer? Why should you see your kindalach? Why should you see your children in suffering, in pain, with problems? Physical problems, spiritual problems. This is the most beautiful tefillah that can be. And this brings the greatest bracha that Hashem can give us. Because if we're interested, we worry about Hashem, Hashem worries about us. Now I'd like to continue my discussion with several practical points. The first point that it's important for us to know, even though I discussed it until now, I'd like to, put, I'd like to explain it very, very uh, in particular. When we daven and when we learn, both daven and learning, we must know, and Rabbi Taba spoke about it, that we, on one hand, we are using the power of our hearts, of our minds, and on one hand, Hashem Yisbarach set us up, a wonderful setup, tefillah was set up by the Ovis HaKadosh. Avram Tike Tfilas Shachis. Yitzchok Tike Tfilas Mincha. Yaakov Tike Tfilas Arvis. It's a motion like you see someone throwing a piece of iron at a wall. You have a, 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 a wall of, of stone and someone throw a piece of iron and just the whole thing just disintegrated. That's genius. And you pick up your other piece of iron and you throw it. It doesn't even make a dent. So he says, you know why? Because there was dynamite in there. That was a grenade. Now, when we daven shachers and we throw words, there's dynamite in every word. And the dynamite was put in by Avraham Avinu. This is Avraham Avinu's capacity of greatness. When you daven mincha, you're taking a hitch on Yitzchak Avinu's koyach. When you daven mariv, you are infusing Yaakov Avinu's power before Hashem. When you say to him for your children, actually it's Dover HaMelech saying to him. Because that's how Tehillim works. It's Dover HaMelech's words, and you say them, you bring them out, you're using Dover HaMelech's power. When you learn Torah, now, excuse me, I don't, I don't know how to say it. Mark my words, whatever I said, take my words as simple as possible. When you daven Shachris, you are using Avram Avinu's power. You are infusing Avram Avinu's power. When you daven Mincha, this is Yitzchok Avinu's power. Avram Avinu was called Odom Godel Ba'anokim. Yaakov Avinu, his feet were on the ground, and he says, Ochein Yesh Hashem Mokim Hazeh, he saw the Kisi HaKovid, and he says, Ve'onoichi, and I am also by the Kisi HaKovid? The most Yuk Noishel Yaakov Akisi HaKovid. Yaakov Avinu's feet were on the ground, 
and his head was in the Kisei Hakobah. That was the giant our Ovis were. And you are using their strength. When you say to heal him, you're using David Amalek's power. When you learn Torah, whose power, whose, who filled these words with dynamite? Whose power is this? Hashem is birth. Torah is halakoi devorai ke'ech no Hashem. This is mine. When you learn Torah, Chazal tells us, every time you learn Torah, you're learning Chavusa with Hashem. And again, it doesn't matter if it's this side of the Mechitza, learning a Blat Gemara. It doesn't matter if it's this side of the Mechitza, reading a, an art scrolls, or reading a translation of, of, of or, or Ashkofa book. If it's Torah, it's Hashem Yisbarak's power. And Eliyahu Navi said, he says, if you learn one word of Torah, what can you add? And he says, you could learn another word of Torah. You'll see. You'll have it all over again. And this is the first Yisait of Torah. To realize the greatness of every word. The greatness of every word. Now, it's important to know that Torah is by literal definition the life of the world. If the world for a moment would stop learning Torah, then the world would not be. Tzilah is also the actual life of the world. If there will be a moment of tranquility in this world, imagine one moment, just beautiful tranquility. Imagine every yeshiva bacha has a good chavrusa. His tie matches his shoes. His hat is exactly the right angle. His sister has the right dress for the chasana. His mother bakes a cake. It came out punked exactly. His father, not his parnosa Baruch Hashem is good. The checks don't bounce. Imagine a moment of tranquility that everything in this world is beautiful and tranquil and happy. At that moment, the world will turn to the moon. There will be no world. What keeps the world is a constant cry of tefillah to Hashem, Hoshia Hashem. This is what keeps the world going. Just like if the world would stop learning for a moment, there wouldn't be a world. If the world would stop davening, there wouldn't be, there wouldn't be a world. And Chazal tells us, I'd like to tell you a very, very beautiful story. There was once, Asara Hurugay Malchus. You all know, every Yom Kippur and every Tisha B'Av, even the driest eyes and even the hardest heart. But we have a meaning, we come to the Sarah we try to cry. We try. We say, Hasar, there were ten great, great sages that they were as great as the Shvatim. It was Rebbe Akiva, Rebbe Lezer ben, ben, ben Aroch, Rebbe Shmuel Kohen Godl, Rebbe Shimon Gamliel, and there were Asara Harugi Malchus. And Chazal tell us that when Rebbe Shmuel Kohen Godl was being put to death. So the emperor's daughter wanted so, uh, such a beautiful complexion and asked her father to skin his face. And when they took the skin and he, they reached Mokum HaTfilin, he gave a scream, The heavens and the earth trembled. And he gave a second scream, and Yotzer Baskur, and the Malachim said, Is this what this Tzadik is deserving? Yotzer Baskur over Omar. And Hashem said, 
im esh makol acher. If I will hear one more scream, afreich es ha'oyla b'tayhu b'avoy. I will, I will destroy the world. And this is a puzzle. I mean, the malachim were right or wrong. What do they say? They say, is this what is deserving for this tzaddik? So why does Hashem say, if I hear one more scream, I'll destroy the world? The terrorists is, I say, the terrorists is like this. As long as there was a Beis Hamikdash, the Beis Hamikdash was carbonous. I don't want to discuss it now. Was avoided. There was a constant yearning of oila rech nichoyach when the fire used to go up. It was a Jewish person brought a carbon, spilled the blood on the mizbeach, and saw I was going up to Hashem. It was a constant yearning and a crying to Hashem. When the Beis Hamikdash was destroyed, this greatness, this yearning, this cry, this avoider stopped. And the Jewish people weren't very worried about it. Because they didn't need a Beis Hamikdash. Because Tzadikim are greater than the Beis Hamikdash. Could you imagine if in our generations, if you would have ten chsam soifers, ten chsam soifers, in a generation there was a Rebakiva. You know what a Rebakiva was? When Shrebenu stood up Akiva, he says, you have such a giant, you're giving terror with me? This is, this is greatness. Rabbi Shmuel Kohen Godel, who Chazal say when he met Malach Gavriel and the heavens, Gavriel said, you are Rabbi Shmuel, that Hashem Yisbarach boasts with you every day, and says, I have a creation in my world, whose beauty is like mine, Kaviyocho. Imagine a generation of Rabbi Shmuel Kohen Godel, Rabbi Shumen Gamliel, and the ten tzaddikim who are equal to them, and the Am Yisrael was happy and tranquil. There was no Beis Hamikdash, and the, and they were learning Torah, and there was a danger of the world turning into Toihu Vavoyu. Hashem Yisbarach inflicted such a tragedy, such a tragedy. Never was there will there be such a tragedy in the world. These ten greatest tzaddikim who are as great as Reuben, Shimon, Levi, Yehudi, Yisach, Hazbun, and Don, Aftoyah, God, Asher, Yosef, Binyamin. These ten great tzaddikim were ruthlessly killed and the world was shomim and this brought a cry that till our day 5,000 tov shiyanun hey every Jew that comes into Shul and Tishabov cries on these great people. And then Malachim said, And Hashem said, If you will cry once more, I won't have a prayer. I won't have a prayer. I mean, I have no way out. If you complain, you're right. And I will move back to the Xerah. It won't happen. But the world will turn a Torah. But if you will let me continue with this Xerah, this tragedy will bring a cry and a yearning to Hashem that will guarantee the existence of our world till its end. Because this is the king of the world. Now, whatever our boys say, when we see tragedy, we don't know. We don't know how to, how to explain it. I'd like to tell you a little story. Tell you a little story. Now, this story, I don't, you know, I can't swear on this story, but I heard it from G'dayli Yisrael. I heard it from G'dayli Yisrael. The Chavetz Chaim had a son-in-law, the Pierce Levinson. He was a Godel be Yisrael. He was a tzaddik. He wrote parts of the Mishnah with his father-in-law. And he died at a young age. 
And the Chavetz Chaim's daughter said, Tata, this was what he said to his, to his far father. HaKadosh Baruch Hu doesn't have whom to pick, to take away. Only my Hirshala, only my husband who was so great and so wonderful. And the Chavetz Chaim answered, My daughter, my daughter, there was a Gzeda, Shalkloya, there was a Gzeda that should be killed out, the third of the Jewish people. A third of the Jewish people. And instead, Hashem Yisbaruch took away your husband. What would you rather? And I add, in parenthesis, this is my addition, the Chavetz Chaim's words, a third of the Jewish people, that's exactly what happened 20 years later. A third of the Jewish people. So what's the difference if it has to happen anyways? The difference is because in these 20 years, the Chazanish grew up, the Biskarov grew up, Satmarebbe grew up, Belzarebbe grew up, the Baron Kotler grew up, the Meshavayin grew up, and HaKadosh Baruch Hu put it off for 20 years, and we had people to rebuild our world. But we don't know Hashem is Baruch So the question is, what are we bawling about? What are we crying about? We are crying. We are crying because we could avoid it if we, like I said today in the Shalashudas, Leah Imenu, Rachel had to cry her eyes out, you know how many years until she saw Yosef. Leah Imenu, nine months later, she gave birth to a child because she cried earlier. Why do you need tragedy? To give us, we should scream. Let's scream before tragedy. audience, I want to tell you something. I want to tell you something. I don't know history. I, don't, I wasn't there those days. I want to tell you something. Before the Holocaust, I don't read a lot. I don't read Holocaust books. I, I think, I, I don't want to go into this now. I don't read a lot, but I read, everyone reads without wanting to read. And there was this, and people that relate everything that ha- went on before the Holocaust. They knew it was coming. They didn't know it was coming. They were running away. Shouldn't run away. A lot of discussion. People were talking politics. And I didn't read. And people said there wasn't an expression of an excitement of you made feel it. For some reason, I, I don't know how to explain it. I'm not trying to chas fish say one word against that generation. But we don't find historically that people gathered in the shuls and broke the walls of the shuls. Before the Six-Day War, I remember I was in Eretz I was in Eretz The shuls, they broke the walls down. They broke the walls down. And I remember I was in Eretz before the Yom Kippur War. And I heard the Rebbe speaking. And the Rebbe was screaming. My name is Rebbe said, you remember Six-Day War? Why are we doing it today? Where are we? And, and, and we were kind scared because we saw... And we, we saw now we say Yom Tefillah, we're not impressed. What's our Yom Tefillah going to do? So many patients, so many people sick. Yeah, it doesn't work like that, my dear Rabbi It doesn't work like that. When there's a Yom Tefillah, when people daven, it makes, you, it, you know, you, you know we, our eyes are limited. Our eyes are limited. Davening is dynamite. Davening is dynamite. You know why people didn't die before the Holocaust? You know why? I think I know why. I think I know why. I don't know if I should, I should, I should talk, talk so abruptly. 
Because Hashem Yisbarach put them to sleep. Because Hashem Yisbarach knew that it was necessary for the Jewish people. I'm not going into it. Why? And if the people would have shook in the walls, it couldn't be. And Hashem just put them to sleep. Because if you shake the walls, it just can't be. They weren't that fooled. Because they would have ruined the whole plan of Hashem Yisbarach. Hashem know, know what He's doing. I mentioned previously this evening, I'm here with a chayla. I'm here with a chayla. A mother of 17 children. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a very, you know, it's a very... And I, and I heard from Eretz Yisrael, Eretz Yisrael was, was up on... Mamish, especially of Hakim, the, the Tehillim, she has a little, a middle of four years old. And after the operation, it's just so, 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 so she got a letter from home. That Bailey said after the operation that Baruch Hashem that mommy says is healthy, the operation is successful. So Bailey, a four year old, says, That's not because of the operation, because we davened. They turned over, where I live, they turned over off I came. I, mean, I was here. And I myself did something which I don't usually do. I said, The whole tale him. I said, The whole tale him. I want to tell you a little story. This shouldn't be on the tape recorder. I want to tell you something, something that happened to me. My Miriam is 13 years old. This happened 14 years ago. I was here in America with my mother in law. She had an operation on her And she didn't get up from the operation. Didn't get up. It's a whole story. But I just want to tell you a little story. As soon as the operation started, as soon as the operation started, I parked my car where it says doctors only. And I was upstairs, the operation, they wheeled her in. I went down to get my, to just, you know, to park my car. The car was towed away. The car was towed away. It wasn't my car. The kids said, I didn't know it was towed away. I thought it was stolen. So I was looking at my car. Where's my car? Someone says, probably towed away. I made phone calls till I found the pound. I called up. Yeah, we have the car. Come pick it up. A hundred bucks. The fine, etc. Till I found a taxi. Till I got my car. Till I came back. It was four hours. It took me four hours. The operation was over. And I didn't say one paracat to him. I didn't say one paracat to him. And this time, this Monday... My, park, my, my car was parked also illegally. I sat there, and I was dead afraid. I'm not going to look out of the window. They should die about it. <laughs> <laughs> and I sat there. But my car's being, who knows the talk? Don't move! <laughs> and Hashem helped me. And I said the whole tale from beginning to end. I usually, I, I, I usually learn. Don't move! If you move from this tale, I'm going to kill you! So I told this lady, I said, you think that our Tilim saved you. It's the exact opposite. Hashem Yisbaruch wants you to be saved. He tells us to say Tilim. If Hashem Yisbaruch wants you to bring a gzeh, he has your car called away. But Tfilah is real. Tfilah is real. Now, <clears throat> there's much more to discuss here by sight. I'm going to cut short here. What's most important about Tfilah is that tefillah is not something when you're in trouble. Tefillah is a pattern of life. This is the most important point of tefillah. Tefillah is a pattern of life. A person has to get used to davening. We spoke this, this afternoon about Asher Yotzah. I want to tell you, I, I mean, I, I can't say from experience, I don't know, Hashem Yisbaruch should help all of us. 
to say a bracha bekavona, to say a shiotze bekavona, is not greatness, it's a habit. When you get into the habit, it becomes part of you. When you start davening, and you become used to davening, and you're used to always talking to Hashem, this brings a closeness to Hashem, it's a habit, and closeness to Hashem, closeness to Hashem, closeness to Hashem is closeness to Hashem. And the same is true with Torah. Torah is something we have to get used to. You have to get used to learning Torah. Torah, you can't, once you get a knack of Torah, and you have to break through. Once you get used to learning Torah, and the heart of Hashem Because when, if you have to make him a serious nevish to open a safer, it's beautiful, but that's not what Hashem wants. Hashem wants you to be a close friend to him. And the closest friendship to Hashem is Barach is Torah and Tefillah. A person that gets used to learning Torah, that gets enjoyment, how do you get used to learning Torah? How do you get used to Tefillah? There's a marshal of Dubin Magid, and I think this marshal, I'm going to, but this, this I'm going to end. Dubin Magid says a very beautiful marshal. There was once a man, who was a poor man, and his rich uncle made a chasana. No, in those days, a chasana, so, his rich uncle made a chasinah and he didn't get an invitation. He was sure that he's going to invite him. And he sees through the, through the window, he sees that the, the messengers of, of, of this rich uncle are going from house to house, inviting the robe, inviting the, the important people. And they don't go by his house. And he's fasting because he doesn't want to ruin his appetite for that chasinah. He's waiting for this chasinah. Who knows how long? There's going to be delicious food. An hour goes by, two hours goes by, it's 10 o'clock, it's 11 o'clock, it's 12 o'clock, he can't take it anymore. All right, he's not being invited, invited. He says his wife, all right. So, he eats what you might call it. He eats a piece of bread with some onions, some garlic. What, what, what should he eat? He has to give some t- taste to his food. And after he finishes his big supper, his big lunch, I'll knock on the door, your uncle invites you to the chasana. No, what should he do? He goes to the chasana and he sees they serve lavish fish and soups and compots and ice creams and everything. And he hears the people complimenting the food. Oh, how delicious it is. And he says, Delicious? Everything tastes like onion. <laughs> so you have to tell him, you know why? Because your mouth smells from onion. Because just before you chasna, you, 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 you fill yourself up with onion. How could you taste something delicious? Whatever that boy say, how can we enjoy a pasuk chumash after the New York Times? After, after a news week? If your mouth is full with onion, how could you enjoy it? How could you enjoy a black gemara if we're so filled with trash? So therefore the Gemara has no time to us. The Shemineser has no time to us. Davening is long and tedious. And they tell us, Agishmak in davening. Agishmak in davening. Enjoy davening. How could you enjoy davening? If before you daven, you heard all the news. Try. Try. See how beautiful it is. The first thing is, clean your mouth. Clean your eyes. Put away all that trash. Be dedicated to Hashem is Baruch and only. And come in the morning, fresh, beautiful. You'll see how, it won't take a moment, but it'll take time. But you'll see how so fast you'll get a time in davening. And the same is true with learning. A Kodesh Baruch should help us. We should be zeichet to everything good. Amen.